This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, (laughs) what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you, you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal that I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. You're listening to Goodfellas Minute 139. I know I'd go from rags to riches if you would only say you care. Hello and welcome to Goodfellas Minute, the only podcast that analyzes the Martin Scorsese picture, Goodfellas, one rat minute at a time. I'm Ron Richards and with me is Connor Kilpatrick. You're a rat. And Josh Flanagan. I don't know nothing about being a rat. Isn't that right, sir? 
Uh, this minute starts with Henry uh, pointing out Pauly in case you couldn't miss him there in the courtroom. Uh, oh. And it ends with Jimmy and Pauly uh, standing up uh, to be uh, sentenced. Or, or, Ron, Ron, is Polly's death stare like your worst nightmare? It's a, it's a well. I, we could talk. I got a lot to say about Polly in this minute. I mean, because there are there are two moments. So th- this picks up from yesterday. Henry's still on the stand. Um, he's being questioned by Ed McDonald. He's asking to identify uh, and do you know Paul Cicero. Is he in the room at this moment? He goes, "Yes, it's him." Uh, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, he's pointed to Paul Cicero, and the camera does the slow zoom on Polly. And Paulie's just given a death stare on Henry that is like, you know, I, 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 I helped raise you. I, you know, I took care of you. And this is what you do to me. Like, and it's well, my the note. My, they were going to kill him. It's true. <laughs> How dare you not let me kill you? Yeah, exactly. But so, uh, Josh, you had a note. What was your note? My only note is just the word withering. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. he just let that look just, just shrinks you. Yeah. But. You know, like you know what? I'm going. I'm going the other way, Connor. Uh, he didn't follow the rules. Yeah, he didn't. If he, if, at, the, at the end of the day, they were going to kill him. So it's if like he had just followed the rules. He didn't go outside. He didn't. He didn't do the all the Philadelphia or Pittsburgh drug connect. Yeah, I he hadn't done there. that. That look to me makes sense. If it's you, motherfucker, I told you not to deal drugs, and now look where we are. Yep. That is fine. That's yeah. totally. That's totally right, but I'm saying them killing him was directly related to the fact that Henry didn't follow the rules. Well, they shouldn't have killed him. Tried to kill they him. weren't going to kill him. They were. Not for they wouldn't have if he'd never been selling the drugs, and if he hadn't been selling the drugs, he wouldn't have gotten caught if he'd just been hustling the old way. Listen, it's fair. Got a table. It's fair. Um, he knew the rules, so I want to give given a second chance. Paulie talked to him in the yard. Yeah. When he got out of prison, he goes, I know, he, I know you did in prison. You did what you had to do, but now stay away from the junk. Um, I want to jump from the death stare to the very, very end of this minute, right? And, and, it, and it almost, you know, it kind of, it, it, this kind of bookends to tomorrow's minute. But, but when, when Jimmy and Pauly are asked to rise in the courtroom and the last three seconds of this minute, Pauly rises and there's a vulnerability in Paul Servino's face in this moment. Like it's not death stare intimidating. It's I, I don't know what it is, but it just it just it just to me it, it just in within less than a minute you see so much emotion from Paul Servino in a way that I can't even describe. It just shows how great he is as an actor. He's just the best. So I, I like that. Like where his he he no longer is in control. He's been in control his entire life, and now he's not. And I thought he captured that within two seconds of just the look of standing up in the courtroom, which I thought was amazing. So. What I also really liked is, which is kind of unusual, is the long lingering zoom on Mickey. Well, that I, I that no. that shot I love that shot because that shot starts with Jimmy talking to his lawyer, mm-hmm. and if I just showed you this clip and did not tell you the context, you would not know that Jimmy is on trial, or that he's a bad guy. Right? I mean, he's he's smirking, he's kind of laughing, he's doing that, you know, like that sort of thing, and then. The, the zoom right through Jimmy and the lawyer onto Mickey, who's holding a tissue and is crying. I thought that 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 is a such a great representation of their relationship. You know, what I mean, the the supporting wife who did everything that he asked, and now he's going away from prison, and he's still there, you know, cracking wise with his lawyer as if the, he's going to beat the rap. Well, here's my question: yeah. How come he aged, but she did not? That's true. <laughs> she looks great. <laughs> she. She looks amazing. She looks great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Someone for, they ran out of the powder for that day. 
<laughs> I just put on a hat. You know what? I take back what I said about the powder guy and the assistant. <laughs> so um, uh, the, the lawyer for Jimmy and Paul, he said, calls Henry uh, a rat. Uh, yeah, mumbling, stuttering, fucking prick you. <laughs> I lost track of my notes. The lawyer for uh, Polly and Jimmy calls Henry a rat on stage, and it's uh, it's believed that the first use of the word rat to mean informer came from a story called The Fudge Family in Paris, in eight, written in 1819 by Thomas More, in which the father uh, says, I lost my page. That's a weird he thing to say. Thing. Yeah. I know. It's, there's okay. almost no context. He says... Uh, uh, the father said he praises the peaching rat false enough to shirk his friends. And pe- back then, peach meant uh, to snitch. So the snitching rat false enough to shirk his friends. So, so that seems to be the first usage of rat to uh, Interesting. So now, so now, in terms of the line of questioning for the lawyer, now again, I'm not a defense lawyer, nor have I ever tried uh, anyone. Uh, sort of I know where you're going with this. Right? So what is the, what is the purpose of... Asking That's, Henry while on the stand, do you know what a rat is, Mr. Hill? Like, it's just like it's. You know, I, the, pur- the purpose is to get people on the jury who may not, who may think it's worse to, to turn on your friends than it is to commit any of his crimes to get on your side. Or That's, to, or to disparage Henry as a witness because he's somebody who would say whatever it is to get off. I mean, is that the sort of? I mean, well, there's, there's plenty of people who think that it's worse to to cooperate with the police against your friends than it is to. To be a criminal, and so there would be some bad jury vetting if that was, was who they were talking. You've to. been in jury duty. I have. It's horrible. <laughs> in New York. I know. I just. I just. Found, I'm glad, uh, Josh. I'm glad that you were with me on that because I was just like, why is he like? Who cares if he's a oh, rat well, my, or not? My question is like, what legal good does it do? But I mean, I think Connor's right. But like, in in terms of making the case, if I am, I guess the prosecutor, uh, I'm I'm objecting. Because or also, I, he, you're objecting, but while you're objecting in your head, you're going, oh my god, I'm going to win this case! Because they've got nothing. Well, no, he's calling his agent. He's like, you got to get me yeah, I'm going to be in the movie for this. <laughs> in fact, that's in his notes on his legal pad. It's, oh my god, I'm going to be in the movie of this, of this trial. <laughs> this uh, is, so, so this is when I was crafting my deal memo. <laughs> every once in a while, when we're, do, when we're doing research for the show, you stumble on gold. Yep. You guys do you don't research. Say, you don't mean to stumble on gold, but you do. So I was—I didn't have a lot of notes for this minute, other than Polly's death stare. So I was like, "All right, what's the deal with this lawyer guy, the defense attorney?" Okay. And the role of defense attorney is played by Eddie Hayes. Eddie Hayes is a lawyer of much renown. For for one thing, he was for a while De Niro's lawyer. So he had his—he had his uh, landlord and his lawyer in the movie. Jesus. Um, he teamed up with. Famous mob lawyer Bruce Cutler to represent Louis Ippolito and Stefan Caracapala. I said that wrong. Carap- Caracapa. It, it hurts my ears when you do that. Stefan Caracapa. <laughs> Louis Ippolito, if you recall, was Fat Andy earlier in the movie. Yes. So he represented the guy in the movie who was the mafia hitman, the NYPD mafia hitman guys. We okay. talked about them a yep. long time ago. Yep. So this guy was a lawyer representing another guy in the movie who was a murderer. This is like Inception. Yes. And not only that, Eddie Hayes was named to Vanity Fair's International Best Dressed Hall of Fame. Really? Because he is a clothes horse of much renown. And in fact, when I Googled him, I found all kinds of photos of him showing off his, his closets and his outfits. 
I bet whoever sold him those suits didn't have any kind of sense of humor at all. Yeah. So this guy is a, he's been in a bunch a couple of films just like Ed McDonald. Okay. He represented an actor from this movie. Oh my gosh. Killed someone. He's represented other mafia figures, if there was a mafia. He's represented Robert De Niro, and he is Van- one of Vanity Fair's international best-dressed people of if, all time. If you're, if you're Robert De Niro, is that the lawyer you want? I mean, I guess he gets people off. He's good. This is amazing. Very good. You can't is, argue with results. Look at his suit. He, uh, he also had a bonfire of the vanities d- dedicated to him by Thomas Wolfe. Whoa, Really? Yeah, he the, the character of Tommy Killen from Bonfire of the Vanities was based on him. Oh my and god! And he also negotiated the settlement of Andy Warhol's estate. What? Suck it, vote Needle. This guy is crazy. He has lived a crazy life. Oh my god! Yeah. Wow. I, I was I was re- I was re- reading all these articles, going, "What?" And I'd find something new, and I'd I'd look for, I'd look up more information on that, and I was just I was shocked. Oh he also God. had his wedding covered in Vanity Fair when he got married in 1986. So, so that's it. my mind is blown, Connor. This is amazing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Uh huh. Good job. Well done, sir. Thank well you. done. He also represented Mike McCallery, the famous uh, Daily News columnist. Okay. Well, he represented some- a lot of people. Somebody's gotta. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> He's he's well, had quite a career. Well, good work. Yeah. He's, still, he's Irish, Josh. Well, they're most of them. I mean, he's in law enforcement in New York City, so <laughs> he's a lawyer. You know. uh, he's in law enforcement. He also wrote a memoir. If you guys You're right. Want to read he, about yeah. His yeah. That's shocking. So so uh, it's, called, wait, it's called mouthpiece: a life in and sometimes just outside the law. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, interesting. And now I know I'm getting both of you for Christmas next year. Oh, I can't wait. Um, so so in terms of in terms of talking about Henry's uh testimony uh in the book, uh in the epilogue of the book, they talk about Henry um uh participating with the feds and it says, you know, that they got, you know, the the, the government got their their money out of Henry Hill. Um that they said that he took the stand and testified with detached authenticity. He barely looked at the defendants against whom he appeared. Uh, and the, that uh, so much so that the juries came back with one conviction after another. So I wonder if uh, if Ray Liotta, because I thought it was interesting in this, you know, the pointing people out and all that sort of stuff. He was not looking at them. He was, you know, a, looking somewhat detached. Although when he's questioned by this amazing lawyer, you see that lean back when he does, you know, when he kind of dismisses the question, right? Like there's the, like yeah. the 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 typical gangster kind of like, yeah, whatever, buddy, you know. <laughs> Well, he's one, right? He yeah. he beat them. He yeah. He he's the only one who survived from the crew, not in prison or dead. He got a sweet deal from the government as of the time the book was published. He was still being paid by the government, right? Yeah, for his testimony. Yep. And he's he, he's alive. They tried to kill him, and he won. So, yeah. so I'm he's the kidding. ultimate street hustler. He really did. I don't know. I don't know nothing about being a rat, <laughs> which is a bold statement. <laughs> while being a rat. While being a rat. <laughs> There's no. There's no ambiguity about what's going on here. Yeah. I mean, let's let's call it what it is, and it's a rat. But he's lying about that too. Good work. <laughs> that's that's his power. He can look right into this lawyer's eyes and say, "I don't know anything about this 
thing that I'm doing right now in front of you as we speak. <laughs> Literally. Oh, this thing where I tell you about what all my friends did that was illegal? Yeah, no, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> no, no, it's all right. No, it's all right. It's all right. No, I said it was all right. It's all right. All right. <laughs> there he is. Same guy. Okay. Same guy. Yep. Amazing. All right. Well, does anybody else have any other notes on this minute? Yeah, the fuck count is zero. Well, and in fact, we had our final fuck yesterday. Oh, my God. That was our final fuck? Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, in the, sorry. Wow. Sorry. Spoiler. All right. Interesting. <laughs> All right, well, that's going to wrap it up for uh, Minute 139. So close to the end, people. Uh, tune in tomorrow for Minute 140, the highly contested 140. Uh, until then, you can follow us on Twitter at GoodfellasMin and on Instagram and Facebook at GoodfellasMinute. And you can find everything at GoodfellasMinute.com. Um, you can also go to GoodfellasMinute.com slash support, where if for some reason you want to get in your support at the wire and go to Patreon. <laughs> Under the watch. Under the wire. Under the wire. Take it. You can go to Patreon. Hey, they got another week, so yeah, they can do it. True. You, you go to patreon.com slash GFM, and that's fantastic. We love our patrons. And in fact, tune in tomorrow. We're going to be bestowing some mob names on a couple more patrons. Uh, and uh, you can go there and you can click on the link to shop at Amazon where all of your purchases we get a little taste of. So we appreciate that. And that taste comes from Amazon, not from your pocket. So everybody wins in that scenario. Um, and if you haven't read Wise Guy, go buy the book. It's a really great read. After listening to this podcast for six months, go, go read the book. Uh, see what we got wrong. Uh, if you've got any questions or anything of note, or if you're a defense attorney and or know the definition of a rat, you can email us at contact, uh, contact at goodfellowsminute.com. So until tomorrow, I don't know nothing about any of that. Or will I go from a rags to return? My fate is up.